Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the Outreach Minister here on staff. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider explains why we need a father. Now, depending on your background and how you were raised, the word father, it can stir up some very different emotions. Perhaps your concept of fatherhood is tied to a cruel or authoritative parent. Or maybe your dad wasn't there when you were little. You grew up without someone filling that role. Or maybe your dad was there and maybe you had a great relationship. Whatever your situation is, Join us today for a very unique journey as Rabbi Schneider unpacks the dynamic relationship between God the Father, Jesus, His Son, and us. Now, let's get started. I'm telling you, this series, I I mean this from the bottom of my heart, it can change us. I'm just gonna ask the Father's blessing right now. Father God, Daddy, Father, I ask that you would communicate to your children through this broadcast how deeply you love them and that we would come to know you and discover you as our Father in a brand new way. In Jesus' name, I pray for your glory, Abba. Amen and amen. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that when we received Jesus, that we received the spirit of sonship, the spirit of adoption, by which we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. The Hebrew word Abba is a very affectionate, intimate term that speaks of having a relationship with our Father in such a way that we actually know Him as Daddy. Not just a sharp disciplinarian, which is actually one of the main functions of a father, but beyond that, we know Him intimately in the sense that we know how much we love Him and that we're safe in His love. I want you to know today, Father God wants you and I to know Him as Daddy. He wants us to feel safe and secure in His love. He wants you and I to understand that we're the children, that we're the sons and daughters of His own loin. Hear me when I say to you, the most central relationship in all spheres of reality is the relationship between the Father and the Son. The Bible tells us in John chapter one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, get it now, was God. And who is the Word? The Word is Jesus. John 1:14. the Word became flesh. We call them Jesus, Yeshua. And so in the very beginning was the Father and the Son. Eternally together, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The Son will never stop needing a Father, and the Father will always have a Son, and all other relationships stem from the relationship between the Father and the Son and the Son and His Father. The most central relationship in all of reality is the relationship between the Father and the Son and the Son and His Father. The Father will always have a Son, God will always have His Son, and the Son, Jesus, will always have need of a Father. He'll always have need of Daddy. When we look at Jesus's life in the Gospel of John, we see that Jesus' entire life was focused on his relationship with his Father. Jesus said the Father is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. We'll always, get it now, church, we'll always need a father. We'll always need a daddy. Here's the problem. The problem is, as we age in life, 
we start to put up these independent walls around us to protect us from being hurt. We begin to think that we need to make it on the world alone. And we develop a spirit of independence. And unfortunately, what happens in this process is we lose our connection to our father. We lose a connection from understanding that we still need a father. Beyond that, that God himself wants to be a father to us. We lose the heart of a child. But Jesus said, unless we become as children again, we cannot see the kingdom of God. The Father wants to bring to you and I today the revelation that He is our Father, and this is what Jesus came to bring us. He came to die for our sins and to bring us into a relationship with Father God that we can know Father's love and know Him as Daddy. We're going to the book of Ephesians, chapter number one, beginning in verse number three. Hear the word of God. Ephesians 1, 3 through 7. Paul begins, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. He begins by saying, grace and peace to you, Paul says, from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice Paul is so focused on the Father. Is Jesus Savior? Yes. Is Jesus Lord? Yes. Does he owe his life to Jesus? Yes. But Paul sees beyond Jesus, he sees to the Father who originated it all. So in all of Paul's letters, he always begins by praising the Father. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you, Paul says over and over again in his epistles. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's continue on. I'm just making the point stressing how centrally the Father was in Paul's heart. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So if the origin of all the blessings stems from the Father, why do so many Christians never talk about the Father? They only talk about Jesus. But it's because of the Father's love that Jesus came. So this revelation, beloved, is meant to give us a spiritual tune-up to get our identities back and to enter into a relationship with the Godhead in the way that we're called to. Let's continue on, verse four. Just as he chose us in him. Who chose us? Who's the he there? Once again, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, Paul said, in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in him. Who's the he and who's the him? The he is the Father. The Father chose us in him. Who's the him? He chose us in Jesus. Jesus is the him. So the Father is he and Jesus is the him. Just as he chose us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Who's the him here? The him here, beloved one, get it now, is the Father. The Father chose us in Jesus that we could stand holy and blameless before him. In other words, the Father sent Jesus to die on the cross for you and I, taking our sin into his own body, thereby removing our sin because Jesus took our sin into himself and then died in our place. In other words, the death that we should have had to die, Jesus died because he took our sin into himself and the wages of sin is death. So then Jesus died because our sin was in him. He died for you and I. And now that Jesus took our sin in his own body and died in our behalf, you and I now are without sin. And Paul continues here, and we stand before the Father as a result of what Jesus did for us, as a result of him dying for us. Now we stand before the Father, get it now, holy 
and blameless in love. So the Father loves you, and because he loves you, he sent Jesus to die in your place, thereby removing your sin so that sin would not be a barrier because sin separates us from the Father. So the Father, because he loves you, sent his Son to take your sin in himself, then die the death that you should have had to die so that you now can stand before the Father, sinless, holy, and blameless before him in love. Now hear me when I say this. When Jesus died in your place for the Father, because the Father wanted to bring you to himself, the Father wanted to remove the sin factor so the Father could lavish his love on you, so he sent Jesus to remove your sin. When Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago for you, he removed sin, his death was the penalty for sin, past, present, and future. In other words, a lot of times people come to Jesus and they think that Jesus forgives them for all the sin that they committed before they came to Jesus. But I want you to know, when Jesus died on the cross for you, all your sins were future sins because you had not yet even been born yet. You see, Jesus died for the sins of the elect, past, present, and future. You stand before the Father, holy and blameless in love, because Jesus has taken your sin away. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider. I wanna go back to the book of Ephesians chapter one and pick up. I'm gonna start from the beginning in verse three, just to put it all in context, hear the word of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he, the Father, chose us in him before the foundation of the world, get it now, why did he choose us? For what purpose did the Father choose us? That we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Jesus took away our sin so we could stand before the Father who sent Jesus for us, holy and blameless in love. Now notice the next verse, verse five. He, who's he here? It's the Father. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. Who's the himself? The Father, according to the kind intention of his will. So the Father predestined his elect Remember, Jesus said in John 10, he said to those that were not believing, he said, you believe not because you're not my sheep. Jesus said, I know my sheep. My father has given them to me. They hear my voice and none of them shall ever perish for no one can pluck them, Jesus said, out of the father's hand. So the father sent Jesus to die for his own 
and in dying for you that belong to him, Jesus has taken away your sin, past, present, and future, so that you now, beloved child of God, forever stand before the Father, holy and blameless in love. Now, does this mean that experientially there are not sin issues that we're still working out? No, there are still things that we're overcoming. And the Father will still discipline us. Daddy will still discipline his children and correct his children, but not because he's mad at them and not because it's wrath, but because he loves them and every father disciplines his child. The sin though, the barrier that separates man from God has been removed by daddy through Jesus for the sake of daddy's elect. So once again, he predestined us. Now I know some that are listening may not like this word predestined. So if you don't like the word predestined, what you need to do, just go to Ephesians chapter one, verse five, and you can just take a pen and you can cross the word predestined out of your Bible, okay? So it's not a question of whether you like the word or not, it's in the scripture. So if we're gonna receive the word of God, we need to receive what God tells us here, what Father tells us, that he predestined us to himself to be his children through Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to notice also in verse number five, he predestined us to adoption, it says, as sons. Now, I wanna just speak to this word son because when we think of a son, we think of a male, we think of the male gender. But when the scripture uses the word son here, it's not speaking of sonship in terms of gender. Sons refer to daughters too. We find in the book of 1 Corinthians that the Lord has called us to himself to be, listen now, his sons and daughters. And so you that are female today, I want you to know this applies to you. You may think of yourself as a daughter rather than a son, but when the scripture says that we've been predestined to the father as sons, he's speaking to you, daughter. He's speaking to you, beautiful daughter. So again, son is a general word and it includes both his daughters and his sons. We've been predestined as sons in verse number five through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Who's the beloved? The beloved is the son, the beloved is Jesus. And it says in him, who's the him in verse seven? The in him is Jesus. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And so from the very beginning, the whole plan of God was to adopt you and I to himself through Jesus, that Father God would become our Father. He adopted us in his only begotten Son, in Jesus, so that we're now in Jesus, and even as Jesus knows God as Father, now that you and I are adopted to the Father in Jesus, the call of God on our life is that you and I would know him as Father. This is the aim, beloved church, of the gospel. The final call of the gospel is that you and I would come to know God as our daddy and as our Father. And knowing this, beloved, our hearts should melt and be humbled, become childlike again, that we would begin to cry out as the book of Romans tells us, Abba, Daddy, we begin to call out to God as our Father. I want to encourage you to humble your heart, to begin to call out to God like a child would. God, thank you for being my Daddy. 
Thank you, God, for being my father. Thank you for being my daddy. Help me to soften my heart, Abba. Help me to begin to relate to you like a child again. Help me know you as daddy. Help me to know you as Abba, God. This beloved one is the goal of father for your life. And if you and I can move out of self-dependence and out of pride into this posture of being a child so that we can begin to know God as daddy, trust in his love, see God for who he is. He is the glorious alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. If we can see God in his glory and understand that we're the children of his own loins, that we would know that he's, his DNA is in us, I'm telling you, that will solve every identity issue that you have. I'm gonna pick up on this further, but let me say this to you. When you look in the scriptures and you see how people are identified, you look, for example, at the genealogies throughout the word of God, everybody is known by their father. In other words, even in the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of Luke, when we see the genealogies, what we read is so-and-so is the son of so-and-so. But the question is, why is a person not just referred to as, you know, who they are? In other words, if your name is Jill or if your name is Ken and your last name is Wallace, why does the scripture not just refer to you as Jill Wallace or Ken Wallace instead of saying Jill, the daughter of so-and-so, of course, I spoke about the gender issue, or Ken, the son of so-and-so. In the scripture, people are always identified by who their father is. Why? because we can only find our identity, beloved one, when we know who our Father is. And when you and I come to know God as our Father, we're gonna, beloved one, discover who we are. So with this being said, understanding how imperative and how we need to begin to focus on this, how we need to shift our prayer language, how we need to make this an intense focus of our prayer life and our walk with God, that we begin to call out to God, God, reveal yourself to me as Abba, Father, let me know your love. This can only come, by the way, through revelation. I can't reveal God to his Father. God can use me, but only the Holy Spirit, only Jesus can reveal God to his Father. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, no one knows the Son except the Father. And then Jesus said, and no one knows the Father except the Son and whomever the Son chooses to reveal him to. And so Jesus is the way. We should be saying, Father, reveal yourself to me through Jesus. Jesus, reveal Father to me. And if you'll make this a focus in your life that you'll work at, you need to work at this. Sometimes this revelation will come in an instant. I know that even as I'm preaching through the course of this series, knowing Father is God, knowing who Father is, I know that many of you are gonna be encountered by Father, by Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, and the Father's gonna reveal His love to you. You're gonna know God as Father. It's gonna happen just like that. But for others of you, what's gonna happen, beloved one? It's gonna happen little by little. Either way, it's the same. What makes the difference is that you get the revelation. So I want to encourage you. Don't just let this be a series of sermons to you. I want you to focus on this. I want you to pray about this. I want you to begin to call out to God as your daddy. I want you to begin to cry out to him from the depths of your heart saying, Father God, please reveal your love to me. Father, let me know you as my daddy. Jesus, reveal the love of Father to me. Church, when we get this, 
Beloved child of God, when you get this, I'm telling you, it will change everything for you. All your relationships will change. This is Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and you're listening to the straightforward and authentic Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider. You know, we've said it before, but it's so important that we're pointing our families to God. And it's our mission to make sure you and your families understand these life-transforming truths. We do so from a messianic viewpoint because Rabbi's a Jewish man who believes that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah. And without question, we couldn't do any of this without your faithful prayers and your consistent financial support. So as we prepare to wrap up February and our Partners Month celebrations, we want to remind you that God is continuing to work mightily through this ministry to bring healing, deliverance, and salvation to millions around the world. We'd also love if you'd partner with us in these efforts. Rabbi? I've always liked a very simple approach to ministry in both my preaching and beloved ones in helping God's people understand why it's important to support ministry with our finances. I'm reading a very simple portion of scripture I've referred to before, but I love it because it's so simple and so authentic. Listen to what John says in the book of 3 John, verse seven and eight. Speaking of those that are sent out to preach the gospel, he says this, for they went out for the sake of the name, And then he continues in the eighth verse by saying this, therefore, we ought to support such men so that we may be fellow workers with the truth. You see, not everybody's called to do what I do. Not everyone's called to travel to Africa, Israel, preach the gospel all over the world, et cetera. But you can have a part in the lives that are being changed through my ministry, beloved ones, by supporting this ministry. I wanna ask you, if you believe in the word that I'm preaching, if you believe in me, If you believe that there is authentic fruit and if you're being helped, I wanna ask you to support this ministry financially. You're gonna be blessed and have a reward for the lives that are being saved and changed. To become a monthly partner on this last day of February, please call us at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We're truly so grateful for your support. And as our way of saying thank you for your donations and your faithful obedience to God's leading, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month. And it's available as a digital download along with our current newsletter. And before we wrap up today, I'd just like to say on behalf of Rabbi Schneider and the entire team here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, this has been a great Partners Month celebrating you. We look forward to our continued partnership. And if God has stirred up something in your heart, then we would truly love to hear from you. You can send us your testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And now let's turn things back over to Rabbi to close out with a sacred and a special blessing. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yavah Yahweh 
Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, inviting you to join us again when Rabbi Schneider explains the role of the Father. That's Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.